Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Truth in Christ Radio, a Bible teaching radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Rochester with Senior Pastor Rob Kellogg. But to the Levites, he gave no inheritance among them. It almost seems a little unfair, doesn't it? Uh, the Levites, who was a, a legitimate tribe, uh, one of the 12 tribes, and an important tribe, but notice, because of their vocation, because of what God was going to call them to do, he says, those are the things that I'm going to give you. Because it's such a blessing, because you're going to serve me, tribe of Levi. How can I keep from singing? Today on Truth in Christ, the scripture says, But to the Levites he had given no inheritance among them. Welcome and thank you for joining us for our Bible study. Today we learn that the only tribe of Israel that did not receive an inheritance of land were the Levites. The Lord bestowed an inheritance among the other tribes, but was himself the inheritance to the Levites. Their office was considered so holy that they could partake of the parts of the sacrifice that otherwise belonged to the Lord, but that could not be consumed by the laity. And now, let's join Pastor Rob as he takes us for a journey through the areas of the Bible that support this truth. God concerning you and me in Kadesh Barnea. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnita to, to spy out the land, and I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. And so Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said, these 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while, Moses, or while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, here I am, this day, 85 years old, and yet I am as strong this day as the day that Moses sent me. And just as my strength was then, so is my strength for war." both for going out and for coming in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spake in that day. For you have heard in that day how the Anakim were there, and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me, and I will be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him and gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, as an inheritance. Hebron, therefore, became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, to this day because, and here's the reason why I like this, and you might want to underline this, because he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. What a great thing. And the name of Hebron, Hebron formerly was Kirjath Arba. Arba was the greatest man among the Anakim. 
And then the land had rest from war. Rest from war. So we're going to go back and look at this again. But we see just God now beginning to divide the land. And what's interesting, you're going to find, is it's, uh, as we go through chapter 14 and 15 and 16 and 17, um, the only ones that are really going to conquer and actually take possession of the land up until chapter 18 is really just Judah and the house of Joseph. And the house of Joseph, if you remember, is broken up into two, two different tribes, Ephraim and Manasseh. And you know that Manasseh was uh, the firstborn and Ephraim. And, and so there are three, uh, three tribes there. And so they were the only ones that were going to take possession. And finally, when we get to chapter 18, you're going to see Joshua kind of getting on their case, saying, why aren't you guys going in to possess the land? Your brothers have taken their land. Why are you sitting around with your mouth open and your eyes pop-popping? Get to it. God has given it to you. Go take the land. And he had to kind of upbraid them a little bit to get them to go do that. And so... Let's go back to verse 1. It says, These are the areas which the Lord, uh, which the children of Israel inherited in the land of Canaan, which Eleazar the priest, Joshua the son of Nun, and the heads of the fathers of the tribes of the children of Israel distributed as an inheritance to them. And notice their inheritance was by lot, as the Lord had commanded by the hand of Moses for the nine tribes and the half tribe. And the half tribe is what tribe? Manasseh, right? Manasseh, there was a half-tribe on east and west. Manasseh was kind of divided in half, the half-tribe of Manasseh, right? So they each had their different size. And you can see in the map that I have up on the screen, you can see that on the west side of the Jordan, uh, up there just uh, halfway between uh, Galilee and the Salts, uh, the Dead Sea, on the uh, west side, you see Manasseh. And then up there uh, from the, on the right side or the east side of the Jordan River, beginning at the bottom part of uh, the Sea of Galilee on upward toward Mount Hermon and to the west, or I'm sorry, to the east is the other half-tribe. So notice it was by Lot that they did this. And according to Jewish tradition, Lot is really just uh, having, like, showing straws and, and casting, you know, some kind of chance, uh, using straws and maybe breaking them off and uh, our sticks, and you pick the one, you know, if you pick the shortest one, then, then you get the next lot of land. That's the kind of the idea. And what they would do is often, tradition has it, that they would take a name of a tribe and they would stick it in one urn, and then they would stick the boundary lines of a specific territory in another urn, and they would literally take in and put their hands in both urns, pull out a, a tribe name and a boundary name, and that they would get that. That. Uh, that tribe will get that boundary. And so that's how they, we believe that they did this or something similar to that. And the interesting thing is, is that God was in control of all this. What seems like chance to man are things that are divined by God. He knows exactly. In fact, in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 33, it says this. It says, The lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. So we can cast lots here today. Uh, which person gets the new Lamborghini parked out front here in the snow? We can cast lots tonight. We can put in all of our names in a little bowl, and we can uh, put my name in like 80 times, and everybody else gets one-time shot. And then we put our, our hand, we mix it all up, right? And the odds are in my favor. And so you put your finger in there, you pull out her name, and you say, oh, Sarah Casella got the Lambo. It fits her so well, too, because it's red and it's convertible. In the summertime, that'd be really great. But that's the idea. 
See, God knew before we even did that that she would get the, the Lamborghini. And he knew that she could handle it. Unlike myself, I'd probably smash it. But see, it puts that verse into relief, doesn't it? The lot is cast into the lap, but every decision is from the Lord. God, even in these somewhat human chances that we use to be fair, which is really what Joshua was doing, is it wanted everything to appear fair. But even in the casting of lots, God is very involved in the process, and he gets his way. It's no fair, is it? But he's just. He's just. In fact, uh, in Numbers chapter 26, you don't have to write this, or write this reference down, but let me just read it to you. Because now they're going to be uh, casting lots for these different things. And in Numbers chapter 26, specifically in verses 52 through 56, we see the Lord uh, speaking to Moses concerning how the land was to be divided by lot. Let me just read it to you. Uh, and so and then the Lord spake to Moses, verse 52, saying, To these the land shall be divided as an inheritance according to the number of names. To a large tribe you shall give a larger inheritance, and to a small tribe you shall give a smaller inheritance. Each shall be given in its inheritance according to those who are numbered to, of them. But the land shall be divided by lot. And that seems kind of funny because, you know, there are certain tribes that were bigger, and, and we know in... Um, in other parts of the Bible, it gives the, uh, the, the the number of the people for each of the tribe. There was a census that was taken, and so it's very easy to figure out the largest tribes. But God, just to be fair, he still allows the lot to be cast. And he's involved in that lot. And every every picking of the name, he's involved in that process, unbeknownst to us most of the time. Says uh, the Lord, uh, so to a large tribe you shall give a larger inheritance, to a small tribe you shall give a smaller inheritance. Each shall be given its inheritance according to those who are numbered by them. But the land shall be divided by lot. They shall inherit according to the names of the tribes of their fathers, according to the lot their inheritance shall be divided between the larger and the smaller. Between the smaller. You can also look at Numbers chapter 35, beginning in uh, verse 50. Through 54. And the very borders, the very borders of this inheritance is different from the borders that ultimately the children of Israel would, could have inherited. Because remember, there was a time when God had promised to Abram and to Isaac and to Jacob the land from the Nile River or from the river of Egypt, which we believe is the Nile, or it could be another river, but it's very nearby. the Nile River all the way over to the Euphrates. They never, even at their height of their national um, blessing, they never really inherited that much land. But that's the land that God had given to them. But this land that he's going to describe and what we see in the picture before us up on the screen, uh, those are the boundaries that God lays out for us. And those boundaries are actually laid out for us in Numbers chapter 34, verses 1 through 12. And I won't need to go through that, but you can write that down and you can read that later on. Numbers chapter 34, verses 1 through 12 gives what we see on the screen behind me, uh, gives that for us. So let's go on to verse 3. It says, For Moses had given the land of the two tribes and the half-tribe on the other side of the Jordan, but to the Levites he gave no inheritance among them. It almost seems a little unfair, doesn't it? Uh, the Levites, who was a legitimate tribe, 
uh, one of the 12 tribes, and an important tribe. But notice, because of their vocation, because of what God was going to call them to do, he says, those are the things that I'm going to give you. Because it's such a blessing, because you're going to serve me, tribe of Levi, because you're going to serve me, you're going to be intimate in the things of the temple sacrifices, the temple services, and therein is going to be your inheritance. So you're not going to inherit a piece of land, per se, like your brother's, but you are going to inherit me. And I love what he says. In fact, just write these scriptures down, and I'm going to read them to you. The first one is Joshua chapter 13. We looked at that last week, but in verse 14, it says this, Only to the tribe of Levi he gave no inheritance. The sacrifices of the Lord God of Israel made by fire are their inheritance. So I'm going to read a series of scriptures to you, and I want you to see the composite of all of them, because in each one you're going to see a different facet of what they were going to inherit. In this first one, Joshua 13, verse 14, we know that they inherit the sacrifices made by fire. And you know that the children of of Levi, as the priests would minister, as people would bring sacrifices to the temple, there were parts of certain sacrifices that the children of Levi were allowed to keep for themselves, for food for their families, because that was their ministry, that was their job. And God was going to support them through those kinds of things that they and their families could survive, they could eat. And so part of their, um, their inheritance was that very thing, that, that provision that God had made in Leviticus of all those different offerings made by fire. And then in Joshua chapter 13, at the very last chat, verse of that chapter, ver, uh, chapter uh, verse 33, so Joshua 13, 33, tripping over my words. It's because I'm so excited. I love this. Aren't you guys excited? Everybody look up and smile. It's, it's good stuff. So Joshua 13, verse 33. Notice another facet of the inheritance. It says, But to the tribe of Levi, Moses gave no inheritance. We've heard that before. Thank you, Lord. No inheritance. However, the Lord God of Israel was their inheritance. Wow, what they could claim that the rest of them really couldn't. What great privilege they had that no other tribe could say that they had. They could have the land, and they could have all these things, and God says, you, you, you get me. You know, it reminds me of that song that we sang, you can have all this world, but give me Jesus. You can have it all. After all, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and all they that dwell therein. So is it a big deal for us to inherit the earth or to inherit the one who created that earth by just going, I'm going to speak something into existence today. It's going to look really great when I'm done. And he does it. He speaks. What God do you serve? For those of you listening on the radio, who, who, what God have you served in the past? What religion were you a part of? Did you serve Buddha? Did you serve Allah? What were they able to do? But God Almighty, God Jehovah, Jehovah God, the one who created all things, he is the God that you're going to have to reckon with. He is the one that you're going to have to stand before. No one else, no one else will we stand before. So they inherited God Almighty himself. And then in Joshua chapter 18, verse 7, write this one down. Joshua 18, verse 7, what does it say? It says, but the Levites have no part among you. We've heard that before, haven't we? (laughs) For the priesthood of the Lord is their inheritance. So now the plot thickens. Now we got a list of things that they are going to inherit. They're going to inherit... 
The sacrifice is made by fire, number one. Number two, they're going to inherit the Lord God of Israel as their inheritance. Number three, we see this in Joshua 18, verse 7. They're going to inherit the priesthood of the Lord is their inheritance. And finally, look with me at Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 1. Just write it down. I'll read it to you. Deuteronomy 18, verse 1. It says, The priests, the Levites, all the tribe of Levi shall have no part nor inheritance with Israel. They shall eat the offerings of the Lord made by fire and his portion. So now, uh, sorry, this is a little bit like the first one I shared, but they're they're not only going to get them, but they're going to eat them. (laughs) That's going to be part of their inheritance. And notice, finally, in Numbers chapter 18, verses 6 and 7. Numbers 18, verses 6 and 7. It says, Behold, I myself have taken your brethren, the Levites, from among the children of Israel. Notice, and he speak, God is speaking to Aaron. Aaron is the high priest, and God is speaking to him. He says, Behold, I myself have taken your brethren, the Levites, from among the children of Israel. Notice, they are a gift to you, given by the Lord. Notice who they're to. It's to Aaron and his sons. The gift of the Levites is to Aaron and his sons from the Lord. To do what? To do the work of the tabernacle of meeting. Therefore, you and your sons with you shall attend to your priesthood for everything at the altar and behind the veil, and you shall serve, and I give your priesthood to you as a gift for service. Wow. You know, serving the Lord, there's, there's nothing greater than serving the Lord. And you know, regardless of what vocation you're involved in tonight, regardless of your job, regardless if you're a, a working or you know, a, you're a mom, you're a homemaker, regardless if you're the CEO of a large uh, Fortune 500 company, it really doesn't matter because as a child of God, you can serve Jesus wherever you're at. Wherever you're at, you can serve him. You, you're in his service by right of his, his, his spirit dwelling in you. You belong to him. Isn't that wonderful to consider? And to realize that I don't necessarily have to be a preacher. I don't necessarily have to be an evangelist. I don't necessarily have to be a worship leader or whatever uh, vocation in the church is. Wherever you go, you are an ambassador to Christ, to him and of him and for him. You're an ambassador always. So don't be discouraged if you find yourself in a job and, and maybe the Lord has you there for a reason. He has you there to supply sustenance for you and your family, to pay the bills for your kids, to put, them, put shoes on their feet. And it's okay if you've got a longing in your heart to serve him. You know, you can serve him wherever. If that's his will for you, you can serve him wherever you're at. It doesn't matter. But learn to serve him where you're at. Don't look at the, the, the proverbial sheep looking over at the, the sheep in the other field and the other pasture and looking over there and going, man, I wish I had that. They got Brussels sprouts growing over there. They got broccoli and cauliflower, all those cruciferous vegetables that are cancer-fighting agents. Look at them eating over there. They're, they even look nice. They're, they're, look, smiling. they're smiling, too. Look at them. They're smiling. They're happy. They're fat. Let's go into verse 4. <laughs> so for the children of Joseph were two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim. Uh, and they gave no part to the Levites in the land. Boy, the Levites are really getting it stuck to them, aren't they? We got our stuff. Sorry, we're not giving you a thing. But they're saying, ah, that's okay because we inherited the Lord. What have you got? Uh, just got some land for my sheep and my cattle. And it's not bad, but we didn't inherit the Lord like you did. 
And they gave no part to the Levites in the land except cities to dwell in. And we're going to look at that later on as we get into the book of Joshua. In fact, the 21st chapter of the book of Joshua really outlines every single one of the 12 tribes gave cities for the Levites to live in because they needed to live somewhere. And so there were certain cities in each, each of these designations that you see in every one of those places they were allowed certain cities so that they could live and that they'd have common ground around those cities for their livestock. Because if you're going to have sacrifices, you better have sheep, you better have cattle, you better have goats, right? And so there was provision in there for that. And Ephraim and Manasseh, you remember he was the, those two were the first uh, sons of Joseph in the land of Egypt. And you can look in Genesis chapter 41 verses 50 and 52, and it talks about when these two brothers were born and how the firstborn was Manasseh and Ephraim was the second. Let's get into verse 4. It says, uh, For the children of uh, Joseph were two tribes, I just said that, and they gave no part to the children, uh, to the the Levites in the land, except cities of dwelling. I just read that. Forgive me. Verse 5, As the Lord had commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did. Notice, the Lord commanded Moses... And so the children of Israel did. They did, and they divided the land. There's such a wonderful thing about being obedient, of just listening to the Lord and and obeying him. You know, it's one thing to hear. You know, we, we hear the word of God a lot. You know, we live in a country. We live in a city. We live in a place here in America. In most parts of America, we have such access, such great access, such huge resources at our fingertips and yet, it's not so much the, the, the abundance of resources that's the problem. We've got stuff coming out of our ears. We can get it in any possible way. We can get it written. We can, get it, we can listen to it. We can listen to the Bible being read to us if we don't want to read it ourselves. We can be on the treadmill. We can be on the elliptical listening to Alexander Scorby you know, reading the, new, the King James Version to us. And so we have so much, but it's not so much the, the, uh, the abundance of resources. The, the, the main thing is the obedience, the doing of it, right? It, it's true that whenever we do the Word of God, that is, where the, that is really where the mystery or the, the secret of it. It's where you unlock the truth and it becomes yours because you do something with it. See, if we just hear it, like the Bible says, if we, if we are only um, hearers of the Word and not doers of it, we'll find ourselves getting old and stale pretty quickly because we deceive ourselves. We think just because we read that we're good. But the Bible says it's not good enough just to read. You have to read and do it. And there's the secret Because when you read it and you do it, boy, your life is going to be a blessing. And boy, your life is going to take a turn for the better. Is it going to be difficult sometimes? You better believe it because by doing the truth, you're going to set a lot of people around you on edge because they're not doing the truth. They they might not even know what the truth is. They might not even care what the truth is. But as soon as you, Christian, make a point to do what the Word of God says, now you're on to something. Now your life is going to be fruitful. Now your life is going to be exciting. Because believe me, when you are in the will of God, there's no boring about it. It is exciting. There are challenges all around, everywhere. But God is going to be revealing himself and revealing himself and and loving on you and revealing things to you. And it's just a never-ending thing. And it's glorious. It's wonderful. So 
as the Lord commanded Moses, the children of Israel did. And they did, they divided the land. Verse 6, then the children of Judah came to Joshua and Gilgal. And notice, Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said to him, you know the word which the Lord said, said to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me and Kadesh Barnea. I love this. Caleb and Joshua were these old pals. Remember back in Numbers, uh, I believe it's in chapter 12 or 13, when they, they went into the land, these, these two men, Joshua and Caleb, 40 years or 45 years ago from what we're reading tonight. I'm sorry, that's all the time we have for today. But please join us next time as Pastor Rob continues our study in the book of Joshua. Calvary Chapel of Rochester is located at 2503 Browncroft Boulevard, Rochester, New York, 14625. You can reach us at our church office between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday at area code 585-586-3140. If you would like to have an audio CD of today's message mailed to you in its unedited form, simply mention today's date when contacting our church office. You can also contact us via the web by logging on to www.calvaryrochester.com. There you will be able to access a number of useful things, such as information concerning our beliefs, our ministries, contact information, our location, service times, and much more. You can also download or listen to the radio and sanctuary messages free of charge from the teachings link at the top of the page. To listen to Calvary Chapel of Rochester sanctuary messages or Truth in Christ Radio on your mobile device, just subscribe to both through Google Play and Apple Podcast. You may also join us on Sundays and Thursdays through live streaming of our services and Bible studies. Just click on the online services link. We're so glad that you could join us today. And if there is any way that we can bless you in your walk with Jesus Christ, please don't hesitate to call our church office. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And for this cause, I have come into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. May God bless you in abundance today as you walk with him. And until next time, this has been Truth in Christ.